welcome. We want to welcome you to Good Deeds Radio. I am your host, Dr. Renee Sunday. I am the platform builder. I know you're super excited for another session, another episode of Good Deeds Radio. But we want to stop on the break, stop on the break for a minute. <laughs> we always want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so super excited. My team just checked the, uh, the stats again before we came on the air. Guess what? We're number 57 <laughs> of the United States podcast over on iTunes. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for downloading, okay, first of all, for going to over there to iTunes. We want to thank you for going to YouTube as well. We want to thank you for going to our website. We want to thank you for going to our social media sites as well. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for being supporters of Good Deeds Radio. We love you guys, and I'm so glad you love us as well. You know I always have to say that. I have to say I love you, but I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am the platform builder. So you know what I do, okay? I help people identify their purpose that they're not aware, and then we build a platform so what? You can be seen, be heard, and guess what? Get paid. Monetize your brand is very important. But we don't want to delay. I actually have to, uh, let's get to the question real quickly because we have a powerful, powerful, powerful young lady. And it's something really dear to my heart. Um, and my team, you know how they do me. They just handed me the question. So <laughs> uh, they always put me on the spot. But they know three things I'm going to do. I'm going to show compassion, which I'm going to show love, right? And then I'm going to be authentic. And you know what? I will be consistent <laughs> right from the heart, okay? The question is, Dr. Renee, you say, and we can tell by your wonderful Southern uh, accent, okay, that you, uh, and I'm paraphrasing of the question as I'm reading it for the first time, that um, you're from the South and your family means a lot to you. Uh, the hospitality, you know, the southern hospitality is very important. But they wanted me to, to see with all the platforms that I have been able to, to be on, you know, part of the Oprah Winfrey platform at one time, and then we were uh, with part of uh, the Bishop Jake uh, media. They, uh, we just love the relationship. You know he's been on the show here, and he's on the Good Deeds um, magazine cover. Uh, one of our publications, and, you know, so many other, even Harlem Arts Awards in New York. And they wanted to know how do I keep my, <laughs> how do I keep my values, how do I keep my love, how do I keep, I'm going to actually add one, how do I stay focused. And just real quickly, we're going to talk about uh, this. I stay focused because the same things you just said. What did I just say? I just say I show love. But I'm going to leave that to the to, – to, I'm going to talk about one real quick before we get to the love. I, I stay consistent. And, you know, being consistent is very easy when you're doing it from the heart, you know, the authentic that I said. I learned very quickly uh, in this world in general, number one, and then being in media – Number two, and especially being an anesthesiologist, I have to be real. <laughs> I have to be myself because I need to be able to respond what real quickly to a change.
change in anything going on in the operating room. So those skill sets, I was very grateful to have that leadership, to have that being spontaneous and being structured as well, came right over to the many things that I've been entrusted to, you know, the, the life coaching, you know, the media coaching, you know, the podcast, all those things. Uh, I just brought those skill set over. But one thing that truly, truly stay in my heart is compassionate and show in love. I, I'm very in tune with my body. I'm very sensitive. I know when <laughs> it gets to the point I even know when I'm gaining weight, when I'm losing weight. Yeah, that's a little too much, right? But also I'm very in tune with nature. Um, I have been uh, very blessed and um, I have gratitude that I live in an area uh, outside of Atlanta that I see nature just looking out the window, and I'm very grateful. And, I, you know, of course you know my heart. I'm not boasting. But I see trees, trees and a lot of grass. I have a, I actually, uh, when we had the Women's Breakout Mighty uh, last weekend, we have deer that visit us when I have company. And it seems like that deer uh, was listening to what we were saying. So it was just, I could tell it was a female deer. But anyway, it was just so exciting. I've seen a deer. I've seen beaver, a whole bunch of things. Now, I don't want to see too much, you know, like, y'all know I don't care for snakes. I don't care for bears, but I love them. <laughs> we respect each other, correct? Um, but one thing that's really dear to my heart, and it's so amazing how my team picked this question because they knew I was going to go down this way to, to what we're going to talk about today. I love, I love, I love doggies. <laughs> uh, even as a child, I, I, uh, I love Scooby-Doo, I, I, you know, and I love the dogs. I didn't say, can I remember their names? Like Riccio and Benji. We had only two dogs. They live forever, but, you know, they in doggy heaven now. Uh, but I learned so much about them. And guess what I learned? to have unconditional love. I learned that they care about me, that I cared about them, I took care of them, and, uh, but I, I learned that, and, uh, and I would never, ever forget how the love they showed to me, which was what? Unconditional. Now, we as humans, that's a whole other story, but the goal is you need to show love, you need to be compassionate. So that's the answer to the question uh, the roundabout way, but I, my team must have, they knew that I was going to get around to talking about my amazing uh, <laughs> loved ones, family members uh, that I had in my family, especially growing up. Ooh, I just love it. I just love it. I can see that picture. I can see them now actually, um, you know, showing love to everyone that they're hanging out with in heaven, right? But we have to get to the guest today because I know, I know you have your pen and paper. So when I say that, you always, <laughs> you know what to do. This beautiful, beautiful young lady, Miss Denise, she is a certified dog trainer. Guess what? She's a pet intuitive. Now, I know your eyebrows raised on that, but she's going to tell us all about it, okay? Uh, I, I just love the things that she do. Uh, as I said, my uh, Benji and Riccio, they knew when I wasn't feeling good. They knew when I was sick. Actually, uh, I, I, someone, you know, and I, I was, uh, went through bullying as a child, right? And so actually at one time my, my uh, Riccio came to my rescue, yes. Uh-huh. And my mom, and another time he came, uh, got my mom when I had fell off my bike. So, I, <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm here with you. But we went on the delay because I'm ready to hear from this beautiful young lady that changes the world and the amazing things that she do 
in regards of how, and I don't, you know, we say pet, but how our loved ones, <laughs> which, you know, that our pets can be, you know, dogs uh, that we're going to talk about today, but the animals that we have in our life, they know a lot about us, and I think sometimes they know more about us than we know about ourselves. <laughs> But we want to welcome, welcome, no mothers in Denise name to <laughs> Good Deeds. Are you there? I am. Thank you so much, Dr. Renee, for having me and for sharing your beautiful stories about growing up with your animal companions. Oh, yeah. But, Denise, do me a huge favor because you are so inspirational. Inspirate you! You just inspired me. I was just jumping up, just reading your bio, and I and I knew. I'm telling you, I have I I knew that your voice was gonna match your beautiful spirit that comes through. <laughs> so uh-huh. please tell us that is a little so bit kind. more. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing things that you are doing. Really, you're changing the world, and we thank you for that. Uh, well, I I thank the Animal Companions for, you know, being so inspirational to us all. I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Anyone who has an Animal Companion knows what that unconditional love is. And it's not only unconditional love, it's that love that spreads your heart wide, wide open. Um, so before we get into that relationship, just a little bit about me to answer your question. Um, I'm a certified dog obedience trainer and certified pet intuitive, but I haven't always uh, been in the animal industry. Um, I actually worked in advertising for 10 years prior to becoming a dog trainer. And it's interesting because in retrospect, it was actually the perfect job leading up to this mindful approach about dog training that we'll uh, be sharing with your listeners today. Because advertising is really all about understanding trends and motivations and, you know, reading between the lines, even when people are unable to verbalize what they actually need, right? In advertising, it's our job to identify and find a solution for these unmet needs. Um, So when I left advertising, I thought I'd start a doggy daycare in New York City, which, as you can imagine, is very profitable. But once I got certified and I started working with pets and their humans, I thought, well, I kind of, I'm loving this one-on-one relationship because I really get to observe the bond between, you know, the dogs and the pet parents. And so I worked diligently for years, um, you know, doing the, the basic obedience training, the sit, the look, the touch, you know, helping with housebreaking and all um, barking or on-leash reactivity, you know, all those things traditional trainers do. But I got to the point where I said, gosh, there needs to be more that we can do to truly honor the role that our animal companions play in our life because they are so amazing at teaching us lessons and teaching us about ourselves. And that's where I created a more what I call mindful and integrated approach to dog training where we're not only looking at the traditional foundational aspect of dog training, because, of course, we want to learn, you know, how to communicate with our dogs through commands and teach them, you know, what behaviors are appropriate and which, you know, we prefer to modify a bit. But we also want to look at the energy around our home, our relationship, and kind of what's surrounding the animal companion. So we can look at uh, living, connecting with, and relating to our animal companions in a more holistic holistic, integrative way. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. But, but let's talk about this a little bit, Denise. You know, with the, I love it, advertising to what you're doing now. You, you go through one thing to get to your purpose. I love it. But in regards of this way that uh, that you actually, how you do the dog training, and then when we talk about pet guardianship, what's the, the connection there? Because I'll be honest, I, I see some owners, um, and I think I said a little bit in the intro, they are truly family, and mm-hmm. I guess that's just like a relationship with us. <laughs> I'm not laughing, but humans, and you can see that bond there that's just amazing, but then you kind of see that that connection is not as close. So tell us, you know, why is this, you know, the new way forward in dog training and pet guardianship. What, what, what's going on with that different dynamics there? Right. So what I noticed when I was working with, you know, animal companions or pets and their parents, and if you notice, I've kind of shifted the verbiage from, you know, saying owner, I say pet guardian or pet parent, just because I think it respects a little bit more the role that our animal companions are, are here to play with us. Um, you know, all of us are trying to improve in our lives and reach a new understanding of ourselves and become, you know, self-actualized, you know, better people who are more fulfilled. And I argue that our animal companions are here to do the same thing. They have their own little lessons that they're learning and um, spiritual gifts that they're endowing on us. And they actually help us open to our intuition and our own gifts. You know, I know that you're so wonderful at wanting to promote everyone's, you know, unique lights and spark, and our animal companions can be one of the tools that get us to better understand ourselves in that light. And, you know, the, the really interesting thing about pets and pet parents are that our animal companions can really act as mirrors for us. So if we take the observer stance, we can take everything they do as clues as to what is going on with us under our own energetic hoods, right? Our animal companions are acting as proxies. So, for example, one of the biggest uh, behaviors that I deal with is on-leash reactivity. And that's, you know, if you live in an urban city or even if you don't, if you're in a, somewhere with a little more space, when you're walking your dog on leash, um, if your dog, you know, barks or nips or maybe it's really fearful and fright, fright, frightened and kind of hides behind you, there's something that we can garner from that. Um, I mapped out different pet behaviors against things to our own human chakras. And so what I, on leash reactivity, for example, has to do with the human themes are going to be issues of the first chakra around feeling grounded feeling secure, feeling that you have control in your life, that you're empowered. Um, And so if your dog is barking on leash or or pulling you around, that's where we can look at broader themes in our lives and see if we feel frustrated that our dog is on leash, where are we feeling that frustration in our body? Um, Does it remind you of another experience or another event that you had go on at work or, you know, within your family structure? And if so, we start looking and finding those patterns as we're the observers and our animal companions are helping provide those clues for us. I know that was a mouthful, so I'll take a breath and see if that, if that tracks for you and your <laughs> listeners. 
Yes, I, I, I love that. But, but tell us this, this, like you did say, just in case so we can get everybody on the same page that they can. You know, when, because uh, I'm familiar with chakras, but when you, how do you map the behaviors against the different chakras? I know that can be a whole episode there. <laughs> it is. Well, I'll, I'll go through it really, really quickly because. The beauty of it is, you know, to understand behavior, we want to understand motivation. And um, Abraham Maslow was actually a humanist psychologist who mapped out the human's hierarchy of needs in a pyramid. And I'll zoom through it pretty quickly for those who maybe didn't study it in school. But basically what Maslow said is that we all have basic needs. We have our physiological needs, which means, you know, we have to make sure we have access to food, to water, to sleep, to proper, you know, clean air. And only then can we move on and make sure that then we're dealing with our needs of, you know, intimacy, friendship, love. Um, Then if we have all that in place, then we can move on and be concerned about, you know, needs around self-esteem and building self-esteem and having heroes and having a job that we're satisfied at. And then we move towards self-actualization. That's where we start thinking about more of the spiritual aspects of life, about our role in the universe, about, you know, what we think about our spirituality. But he suggests that if we don't have um, access to the basic needs, you know, if I'm still worrying about where my next meal is coming from, I'm not really going to be thinking about my role in the universe because right now I have more pressing issues. Um, So the chakras, interestingly enough, kind of have that same philosophy. Each chakra is a, they say it's an energetic vortex, which spins and, and has energy and creates the flow of life through your body, right? It creates the vitality. And we have seven major chakras starting at our base, kind of our root, and then it kind of builds up. It goes into your sacral, where kind of your tummy is, your heart, your throat, your third eye, and the crown on the top of your head. And each of those chakras are associated with a different universal theme that all of humanity goes through. So the first chakra has to do with, you know, just like Maslow said, those basic needs of security, feeling grounded, feeling safe, feeling like your basic needs are met, that you have a connection to, you know, the earth. The second chakra comes up, the sacral chakra, and that has to do more with your desires, your creativity. It it kind of hovers around, you know, the the bladder and your ovaries or your, you know, your your private areas, (laughs) if you will, your kidneys. The third chakra is your power center. That's right under where your rib cage comes together. And sometimes when they say there's fire in the belly, that's what they mean. They're, they're kind of tapping into that third chakra. And that third chakra is about projects and stepping into your own power and feeling empowered and creative and, you know, stepping forward on your path, which as we all build our own platform, we need that fire in our belly of the third chakra. As we move up into the heart, there's the fourth chakra, and they call that the jewel of the soul because that's over the heart. That has to deal with intimacy, friendship, love, compassion, and also setting up energetic boundaries around ourselves, which a lot of us, you know, a boundary is one thing. A barrier or a wall is a different aspect to it, right? There's the light and the shadow side. 
Moving up, we have our throat chakra, and that's the fifth chakra, and that has to do with communicating and authentically speaking your truth. And I loved in your intro, Dr. Renee, how you said that, you know, for you, your secret of success is compassion, which is that heart chakra, but also the authenticity, which is standing in your truth and having that leadership that the fifth chakra lends to you. Then moving up between the third eye, we have the sixth chakra, and that has to do with third eye, with vision, with intuition, um, with really interesting themes about illusion versus reality. You know, what do we, how did we think things should be versus how they turn out? The seventh chakra is at the crown of the head, and it has to do with issues of our role in the cosmic universe and seeing the big picture. And it's what Maslow would have called self-actualization and what a lot of us know from, you know, the Buddhist traditions as reaching nirvana or enlightenment. So that's kind of the chakra system, and it matches up very well with Maslow's hierarchy of needs in that it starts with very basic grounding aspects. And if your first chakra isn't completely balanced or you haven't revisited those themes, then it's very hard to, to build upon it until you've secured that foundation. Wow, that's so powerful. My my you know, my mind is twirling and I know this is totally off topic. <laughs> but I know you use this to, to help with the behaviors when uh the pet companions and guardianships have the pets at home. But I'm just I'm wondering, and probably this is existing, but I just I'm not in the know of it. This would be great with people that have mental health. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a lot this of is that's going on in the world now. Is we get off? You know, I'm an anesthesiologist, so I, I see a lot. But a lot of what's going on in the world now, people don't have that. Lack of a better word, but I think it maybe is a great word, that belonging. If they don't mm-hmm. feel belonging, that can go many different ways, Denise. You know what I'm saying? And and I know every time, and now even in the airport when you see uh, the amazing, <laughs> even one time I just thought about it, I was going through the airport here in Atlanta, and one of the uh, security, the, I think they call them pet detectives now, but uh, uh-huh. and he kept smelling me, and I was like, oh, Lord, I don't have nothing, I promise. But the man <laughs> said that he sensed my genuineness, that I actually really cared for others. And I was like, oh, it made me cry almost. People thought something was wrong with me. But that just made me feel so special that, you know, but he said that keep it correct, though. If you had some, he would have picked it up. <laughs> And I love that, right, because he approached that situation from a practical standpoint. Like, you know, of course, if you had something, the dog would have picked it up, but also the energetic. And it's so beautiful the way you are touching upon this because, you know, I've created a whole system where we address pet behaviors with the chakras because there are constant themes at the root of each. And with the fifth chakra, which is all about authenticity, we talk about benevolent leadership with our animal companions. So, you know, whereas a lot of people might be familiar with the Caesar Milan, you know, techniques or, you know, techniques that are a little more dominant-based themes of the fifth chakra, we're, we're 
figuring out our best way to communicate with our animal companions. Because, you know, a 200-pound man might have a very different leadership style than me. I'm a, I'm a pretty slight person. I'm soft-spoken. We don't have the same leadership techniques, right? It's all about finding the way that we authentically communicate. We stand in our truth. Because when we're authentic and genuine, our animal companions re- respond to that. And so does everyone else around us. You know, to your point, the security, the TSA guard. So it's beautiful how we come into this program thinking we're working with our pets, but we end up reaping the benefits in so many broader aspects of our lives. It's almost in every relationship. Wow, wow. Well, let me ask you this, Denise, because this is amazing that I, 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 when we were reviewing your literature, what are the benefits cause you, of your training of your, of your dog in an online program versus uh, an <laughs> online group setting versus a one-on-one with a trainer? I, I just was amazed at the, <laughs> to see that difference. Yeah, and it, it's really neat because – You know, we have access nowadays to the Internet, and we build our communities. And to your point, we want to feel like we belong with like-hearted individuals. And so what I've been so lucky to to create and um, curate and foster is a community of pet lovers and pet parents who want to not only work on their animal companion's behavior, but also improve themselves. So when you join my pack, is what I call it, you have access to private pages where we support each other, you ask questions, and we're surrounded by a very loving, non-judgmental. Because, you know, pets are something that elicit such a strong emotional reaction out of us. Like if we see a pet being mistreated, that cuts us to the core, right? We're incredibly sensitive to animal companions, children, anyone who's in a vulnerable state. So what I create is a judgment-free zone. Anyone who wants to learn new, collaborative, powerful techniques, this is a beautiful community where we can support each other in non-judgment. And also the beauty is you get a lot of online training videos. So you get to review it over and over and over again versus, you know, if you have a trainer coming to your home, they might show you something for 15 minutes and then, you know, a week later you're like, oh, shoot, what did I do? Um, So it's nice to have kind of an evergreen community and you have the materials at your disposal at any point. Did I lose you, Dr. Renee? Hello, hello? All right. Well, I will take that as an opportunity to to, uh, continue talking a little bit about um, what what else you can get online. So if you actually are interested at all in, you know, this aspect Uh of pet guardianship, which is really, you know, a 
a more collaborative view forward, I wanted to offer your community a free gift um, if they access my website at petsprana.com. And it's a 45-minute or so presentation about how our animal companions are ushering us into more harmony, not only, you know, pet-parent relationship, but more broadly in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there are a few exercises as well about how to start looking for clues that your animal companion is trying to show you and, and bring to you. Um, because sometimes we think they need to be earth-shattering, but sometimes they're very discreet. And if we just start tuning our eye and slowing down and setting the intention to really communicate clearly and understand our animal companions, we can see tremendous shifts Mm -hmm. in our life. Wow. I'm glad that you, and I'm going to say this publicly to everybody know I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm authentic, what we just said, but transparent. Because I actually, I am a, a grief counselor for in, in the uh, pet uh, industry and, of course, in humans. But I'm so glad you mm-hmm. helped me and educated me with the right terminology. So I need to set into uh, work in my own because uh, that actually, I love those words because it, you know, it, it actually, like you said earlier, it puts that respect in there because really and truly, Guess what? That was a family member because I know it was my family member. Um, and there's so much craziness going on in the world. I pet someone that understands but most of the time. Yeah, and I mean they are they they do so many things for us, and it's you know I'm sure you see a lot of this with grief counseling as well. It can be devastating when pet parents lose, you know, a beloved companion. And one thing that is incredibly uh, powerful about this program is it teaches you to really tune into yourself and your own chakras and your energy, but also your animal companions, right? Because you realize through this program that you guys are very in sync and you learn how to interpret, you know, what the different vibrations feel like, the different emotions, um, the different, you know, um, how do you say, the, even the very minute changes in the relationship. So the benefit of that is when your animal companion transitions or disembodies or is no longer with us, you've learned to tune into his or her energy. So when they're on the other side, you can feel their presence. I'm sure you've heard this so many times from pet parents and grief counseling saying, I swear I heard the little jingle of their collar, or I looked over and I could swear I saw them for just a second, but I don't know, you know? And uh, so when we start becoming very attuned with them energetically while they're still here with us, then when they've crossed over, we we have that remembrance. We have that uh, continued connection. (laughs) I love it. Oh, Denise, I just love you, love you, love you. Anything that we may have missed, I know we can go on and on, but any last-minute comments, and please tell us again how we can get that great, generous uh, gift and different ways that we actually can connect with you. You bet. So, um, you know, I'm in Los Angeles area, so I do live events and live trainings if anyone happens to be here, but I know that, you know, down south it's not quite an easy commute. So you can always access uh, my free resources, tools, and uh, free Q&A calls by going to www.com petprana, P-R-A-N as in Nancy, A.com. You can find me on social media as at 
Denise underscore trainer. And if you are interested in going deeper with the Healing with Chakras class where we go through each chakra, um, but we also do traditional dog training and we combine it with energetic, if anyone's interested in going deeper on that with me, I have a special uh, promo code for your listeners, um, Good Deeds, and that will give you a, a nice discount if you're interested in joining the online seven-week course. So nice. Oh, I'm so excited. But thank you, first of all, for being in your purpose. Oh, wow, that's just amazing. But second of all, thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be here with us at Good Deeds. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you so much, and thank you for sharing your listeners and your heart. And uh, thank you for all of you for being open to a new collaborative relationship with our animal companions. It's time and uh, they're ready for that shift. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Lord, ladies and gentlemen, I know you can't wait for this replay. This was powerful, eye-opening, and, you know, she changed our perspective, right? And I, I didn't get a chance to share this, but uh, I think a week ago now, I had the opportunity of holding a baby alligator. And I was actually in the swamps of Louisiana. So it totally changed my perspective of what I thought. Uh-huh. And that was one of my bucket lists. So my next thing, I want to go to Africa. <laughs> do the safari. But uh, I love you guys. But guess what? And I think I put this on social media today. Don't be afraid to make a change. Don't be afraid for new opportunities. Someone, If someone thinks different from you, sit back and say, maybe I need to You know, am I thinking about it in the right way? Because they may actually have a different, and they will because they give us a different perspective of something, okay? Yeah, that's for somebody. I know. (laughs) But, you know, here at Good Deeds, we love you, love you, love you. You know how to get in contact with us, which is www.reneesundaysundaysundaysunday.com. If you want to be a guest, if you want to be a guest on our TV show, if you want to actually put an article in our magazine, uh, it comes out four times a year. If you want to advertise your products and services on the radio, TV, or magazine, we have those opportunities. And you know I'm a certified life coach, certified business coach, and I'm also a certified media coach. You know you got to get them certifications, amen? Yeah, that's right, especially being in TV. I have to have all those certifications. And, of course, you know I'm a board-certified anesthesiologist. But and a publisher, and we have our nonprofit organization. All that information is on our website. But I want you to know, guess what? You do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. No matter what has happened in the past, you're not a a mistake. You have to do the three things I always say. You have to believe. Guess what? You have to trust the process. And guess what? You have to walk it out, meaning you have to have an action. You have to move forward. And you know the rest said with me. <laughs> you have to don't stop. You have to get it, get it, right? You know this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Woo-hoo! <laughs>